The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Due to the ongoing pandemic and to follow social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was pre-recorded over Skype. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, and I'm hosting tonight, joined by Sue Timberlake and John Roberts. Hello. Hello. And uh, yeah, we've got a well, bunch of interesting things to talk about, but uh, happy belated uh, uh Thanksgiving, everyone. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed celebrating our victory at Gettysburg in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> Happy holiday season. It's, yes. It's December now. <laughs> Woo! Yes. Yes. It, it's it's pretty colored lights on everything season, which is actually <laughs> one I'm quite yeah. fond of. So so there's that. That's good. And uh, and it, as always, oh, whatever the season, we do love to hear from our listeners, and we hope you'll get in touch with us via email. It's civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org or at civilpoliticsfm on Twitter uh, or facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. That's our community. And if you want to hear previous episodes of the show or supplemental episodes or other good stuff, you should go to civilpoliticsradio.com, which is our own special website, which has our dedicated web search uh, and links to things we talk about and all kinds of other goodies. So, yeah. So, uh, you guys, uh, you guys healthy? You feeling all right? Oh, so far. <laughs> I mean... As much as can be expected from me. Well, let's go with that. <laughs> Why is that? that Why yes, there, that, Mike. Uh, because there's a horrendous uh, uh, surge in coronavirus uh, cases, and it's 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 pretty bad. Um, Are we still doing that? Is that still a thing? The yeah, no. It, apparently, it is. I don't um, know. I don't know if that's uh, an actual thing anymore. Well, it it turns out that uh, uh, viruses aren't good at like you know keeping up with all the latest trends, and so it's sort of continuing uh, to plodding along, doing the same old thing. And uh, yeah, someone needs to have a talk with that. I mean, I I I agree, I agree. Uh, and uh, it's so I was just checking uh, covidactnow.org for information on what's going on just here in the state of Massachusetts, because I'm sure people have heard, uh, well, if if uh, uh, our listeners haven't, or if they're coming back a few years from now and wondering just uh, what we were talking about, um, we're talking about the fact that uh, about 180,000 new cases of coronavirus were diagnosed yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday, 180,000 just in the United States of America, not including everybody everywhere else in the world, just us. And uh, that's uh, two, about 2,800 cases in Massachusetts alone. And um, yeah, so uh, the infection rate here in the state is currently at 1.06 uh, new cases. So it 
it's not spreading like wildfire, but it's spreading. And uh, there are currently about 40.7 cases per 100,000 residents here in the state. Uh, and uh, 100,000 people are uh, in the hospital right now across the U.S. because of COVID-19. Um, and it's to the point where 21% of the uh, ICU capacity of the state is being used for COVID-19. So, and we have about 1,800 uh, uh, beds in intensive care units across Massachusetts. So, so I just want to, I'm going to put the, the link to COVID Act Now, and yeah. it's just covidactnow.org, but I'm going to put this in the, uh, in the show notes um, on Civil Politics Radio. Uh, but um, I can tell you, like, just looking at the, the map, the either red or deep red are active in or imminent outbreak or severe outbreak. There are two states, actually, I'm sorry, three states in one territory that are not red. That and they're is, and they're yellow. They're amber. And they're yellow. So this slow degree, uh, either slow disease growth or at risk of outbreak. At risk of outbreak, and uh, is Maine, Vermont, and uh, and Puerto Rico, and slow disease growth. The 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 least amount of COVID <laughs> is Hawaii. Yeah. Surprise. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. No, things are bad here in Massachusetts, and they're much worse in other states. Uh, I mean, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned that uh, about one in every 1,000 people in North Dakota had died of coronavirus, and it's only gotten worse since then. So that's all good. It's really great. Um, and the Hampshire uh, County is doing better than other places. Like Essex uh, so. County, where I am? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. I, 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 I got a warning text that uh, COVID was uh, spiraling out of control in my area and I needed to take steps to avoid, uh, you know, dying. So um, oh. I, oh, I took those steps. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, wear a mask. Yes, I did. For the Socially love of God, isolate. everybody, please wear masks. <clears throat> oh, my friend. Uh, oh, sorry. So what it's were you going to say? I was going to say it's just so cheap and easy. It is. It's, 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 it's not like, oh, my God, no one can afford it. You know, people will give you a mask if you go into a store and you don't have one. They'll give you one. Yeah. Or, and, you know, double a handkerchief up. I don't know. Yeah. And it's and like your sweater. Isn't that what Mike did? I've done that in a pinch. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's yeah. it's not great for long term, but if you're just like, oh, crap, I forgot that I to put on a mask while I'm just running into the rest area to use the bathroom. You're OK. You know, yeah, <laughs> I'll get the job done for two minutes. <laughs> I I heard Sanjay Gupta say today that, you know, he still works as an I think he's a neurosurgeon. He's a, yeah. you know, talking doctor on one of the main yeah, yeah. station CNN, I think. And he said, yeah, would you go to the Trump thing that they're holding at the White House? It's like 800 people a bar, 800 Jesus. people. He said, no way. And they said, well, something. And he said, well, you know, even when I'm at the hospital seeing patients, I don't eat at the hospital. I go out in the parking garage 
yeah. with my bag lunch and eat in my car. Yeah. Because it's you cannot take your mask off and eat and be safe. It's like, yeah. wow, that's good. That's a good image. Yeah. The doctor eating in his car so he won't get the get the Rona. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm not allowed <clears throat> to say that that way because I'm too old. But you got what? Nah. <laughs> no, the Rona, dude, it totally sounds like something that people would say in the 60s. It's harsh and you're mellow. <laughs> got the Rona. <laughs> That's totally tubular, that virus. It is. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like a lost Dick Dale track, you know? It's like the Rona. Oh, my God. <laughs> R.I.P. Dick Dale. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's that's bad. And uh, what's – the reason why it is so very bad here in the U.S. and why so many people – have already died, and so many more are going to, uh, sadly, soon, you know. I mean, because remember, uh, even though we've gotten better at treating uh, COVID-19, something like, you know, of those 100,000 people in the hospital right now, you know, 2% of them die, that's another 2,000 people. Yeah. You know. And that's, that's, you know, fingers crossed, that would be as bad as it is, but it's going to be worse um, uh, because they so many people traveled for Thanksgiving. We're approaching sort of the peak, like uh, in the uh, 1918 flu epidemic, and they were they were showing some of the peaks, how there was a little peak, and then about eight different months cities, later, there was a big peak. Different yep, cities had a- different experiences, actually. Like Philadelphia yeah. had one massive, uh, brutal, uh, sort of, uh, outbreak where it just, it peaked, you know, it went up, uh, uh, with massive death tolls for several weeks and then it peaked and then it sort of slumped off. San Francisco had a, a severe outbreak and that died down and then they had a second outbreak. Um, and there's reasons for that. Um, but I don't remember them well enough to talk about it here. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, in, really, the graph, yeah. In, the graph, in the graph they show was aggregate. It was just like a first a peak and then a much bigger peak six oh, or yeah. eight months later and then another peak six or eight months after that. And they kind of showed how we were on the second peak and how we have a way to go if we're going to, you know, we're, we're certainly competing with a 1918 oh, yeah. pandemic. Oh, well, so, so um, it's worth noting and I, uh, again, I don't want to make too much of this because it's it's been a while since I read about this. But um, uh, there was a uh, one of my favorite historians is a fellow named Alfred Crosby, and he's written about some really uh, Im- he, he I, I found his uh, his actual writing style to be very engaging, and he's one of those historians who just really just somehow like picked up on important stuff to talk about, uh, either opening new fields or, or else bringing new perspective to things. So he's one of the first historians to talk about, uh, the role of pathogens and, uh, you know, various disease organisms in, in European conquest of the Americas, uh, or, uh, the, uh, advantages that, uh, Europeans had, uh, in coming to the America because of the various domesticated plants and animals they had access to, that kind of thing. <clears throat> and back in the seventies, he wrote a book about the 1918 flu pandemic, uh, which at the time had really faded into obscurity. So he was just way ahead of the curve in, in trying to write about it. 
Um, and so one of the things he pointed out that I found very interesting is he sort of documented how uh, the uh, pandemic uh, kept going through the summer of 1918 in no small part because uh, the United States was firmly and patriotically committed to the war effort, to winning the war in Europe. Um, and so there would continue to be uh, mass public rallies and parades to raise money for bonds and whatnot. And that's uh, what triggered uh, the, the big outbreak in Philadelphia was they had a uh, super spreader event, a, a, a big parade, and lots of people got sick because of it. And furthermore, uh, they continued to send troop ships full of, uh, of soldiers, some of whom were sick, and spread it to the other soldiers across the Atlantic to Europe. So, you know, the, the spread internationally from uh, a virus that seems to have originated in the United States, uh, in Kansas, from what I understand, uh, just kept going because the alternative was to stop sending soldiers to the meat grinder on the Western Front. And uh, for whatever reason, our government decided not to do that. I think the biggest thing we just have to remember now is because of all this, remember, uh, this holiday season, it's going to be hard, but don't visit relatives, stay home, wear your mask, uh, and, you know, wash your hands, obviously, and everything like that. And we are expecting a vaccine to be made available to uh, frontline workers, uh, people that work in hospitals, and people living in um, uh, nursing homes, retirement communities, things like that, which is really great. But that's going to, they're going to have like, 20 million the rest of us yeah they're gonna have like yeah. 20 million doses for uh courses so to, and it's two shots so 40 million doses uh for those people we have a country of what like 370 million uh so, 340 i think 330 340 that was approaching 350 last time i i checked so i i just rounded up but yeah we have like a bunch of people so that's gonna be a while um Yep. So, please yeah, don't be dumb. That's what I'm alone. asking. <laughs> healthcare workers alone, people in health facilities. So, and they're including the people that serve food and you know clean the rooms. Mm -hmm. That's that's very close to twenty million right there. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, that's well, that's that's the first round right there. If they do that, so. and and yeah. let's face it, ultimately, if we want to really deal with this global crisis. You know, um, we have to immunize everybody. It's it. You know, it can come back in the United States if it continues to spread wildly in other countries, just like we can yeah. spread it to them. So uh, ultimately, That's why we, Australia is shut down or New Zealand. They're trying well, not yeah, to have yeah. us bring it to them. Well, so uh, so we we need ultimately something like. If 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 it's two doses for for each of the ver different versions of the vaccine that I've heard about, uh, then we're, million. No, it's fifteen billion. Because, oh, you're talking about the whole world. Well, yeah. that's the only way to really take care of it. Yeah, because I mean, you know, it doesn't. It's like great, we can vaccinate a hundred million people in the U.S. and that'll help, but it's not like it can't spread amongst the other people in this country and. Uh, you know, it's not like we can't get it from, you know, people in other countries who come here or we go there or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, 
And also, I, I don't know, just as an American, as someone who believes that everybody matters because, you know, we are all endowed with certain inalienable rights, uh, including life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, you know, it's like, it's like we don't get to just say, meh, we took care of our own and that's it. It's like, it doesn't work that way, especially when it comes to public health. So we need to make this, we, we need to make enough for everybody, you know? It needs to be free. Yeah. Which is a, a massive expense. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, I'm certainly okay with other countries continuing to chip in and pay for things and everything like that. But, you know, I, I, I doubt the economy of Brazil can handle uh, providing uh, vaccinations for everybody in Brazil. Yeah. Just to pick one country. Mexico, the same way, you know. And, and from what I gather, the uh, government of Mexico is being similarly uh, obtuse and unhelpful in dealing with things. So. Well, so what do you what do you guys think of um, Moderna and AstraZeneca, who also are right on the verge of having their vaccines, emergency approvals? They're getting close. And um, I just drew a blank on the one that's the front runner. Shoot, I can't. Pfizer. Pfizer. So, yeah, Pfizer's been approved in the UK. Um, but there's differences between them. Pfizer didn't take any uh, U.S. money to develop theirs. Um, both AstraZeneca and uh, Moderna actually, it, uh, federal money helped them make their vaccine. So two very different approaches. And, you know, basically the government's going to buy Pfizer's vaccine. And the other two, you know, we kind of own it already because they, they paid for the development of it. Very, you know, different models. Do you guys have an opinion on which way is better? I mean, obviously Pfizer got there first. By, uh, Pfizer, you know, weeks or so. just so you know, Pfizer w did work with Operation Warp Speed. They did, but they didn't take money. Okay. Wait. But oh, no, no. They, I'm sorry. I, that, that's right. They they opted not to join it. I, I apologize. Yeah. But they worked. They did work with them. But what I'm saying is that to some degree, that means that the government is going to have to pay what they ask for it, you know, which means ultimately we all pay for it. Well, we were going to pay for it anyways. Um, I, <clears throat> and the other way is Moderna and AstraZeneca, where the government sort of put the money in and they already own the doses that are, you know, at least the first doses that are coming out. Right. So I just I just thought that was an interesting approach and who, who got there first because it was the, less um, the, the United for them. But the United States is a sovereign power. You know, we can, you know, we. You know, uh, and and if there are any perks to having the largest military the world has ever seen, uh, it's surely to be able to say, uh, you know, we are nationalizing this and all of this, all of these, you know, doses, you'll keep churning them out. And, uh, you know, the taxpayers will pay you a nominal sum. But I mean, like, we can certainly prevent them from anything resembling price gouging, you know? Yeah. yeah. In and the I same way that- they were going to, I was just saying it was a different, it was a different privatization model, I guess is the way to put it. Uh, I guess I, I, I don't yeah. see how, how it's privatizing if, I mean, end of I'm, the day, I'm confused. Uh, if, if they try to price gouge or something like that, then the Biden administration should, should just sit them down and say, look, we know how much it costs. We know what, 
okay, you're you're going to need to to upsell the they have to upgrade the price a little bit, make it a little higher to to cover any additional costs. But if you go over a certain amount, then we will go after you with any resources that we can. Well, there's the Defense Production Act. Oh yeah, that's all they I'm need just saying, right there. Like, I'm just saying like that. Or if they try to work around that somehow, then uh, get the Justice Department in on it. Like they need to hold them to the fire constantly because this is not something you want to screw around with. You do not want to have a company trying to make a profit off of this because there's this is, again, like healthcare. There's no way around this. Everybody needs to have this. It's not like you can you can shop around for the the covid vaccine you know Mm. like you get it that's it there might be different kinds or something but they like people shouldn't have to worry about either paying their their car payment or getting a covid vaccine yeah i guess um let me give you one more little factoid because i think i'm trying to make it a little bit different point than that they'll price gouge so so the other two companies they they you know designed and ran up and produced the vaccines before proven you know whether they worked or not and so they get paid either way doesn't matter they they're still going to get paid for the vaccine that they produce even if it never gets approved so what um pfizer did was say we're going to do this and you don't have to pay us if it if we don't have anything to sell you do you see what i'm saying that they actually they took the risk pfizer took the risk okay whereas the other companies just got paid sort of like um, a staff model hmo you know where the doctors get paid whether they see you or not versus the fee-for-service position where if they don't see a patient they don't get paid Pfizer's taking the I'll call it the more American capitalist model where they they invested they produced and if it was never approved it, it that's basically their loss there's no loss to the American people you know they basically gambled that they were going to be successful because they had a lot of faith in themselves so I guess that's really where I was trying to go with it that you know they're very different approaches to the very same problem is Pfizer and it is Pfizer's uh, uh, vaccine. That's the one that they produced uh, working a partnership with researchers at Oxford University in England, right? And that's um, I, that's been I approved by were... for for use in in the UK, right? Am I am I thinking yeah, of the correct one? And the UK, yes, and the UK approved it very differently than we do. They've yes. been looking at the data all along, whereas our FDA hasn't seen the data yet. Well, from the, what I understand, the the uh, uh, so. Yeah, Pfizer hasn't been sort of pre-selling to the U.S. government, but they ha- already have a standing order from the U.K. government. So they, yeah, if, they, if they just decided yes. to dip yeah. – well, and it's been approved. So they, they basically decided to just dip into a different public trough. They are – they have produced a number of doses that they are um, distributing to different centers around the U.S. in preparation for getting approved. If it's approved. Yeah. Uh, so they've actually been chartering uh, flights from uh, yeah. from private uh, from private plane companies. I I don't know what the word is. <laughs> from yeah. uh, but um, yeah. 
it was funny actually i read a, a story about how the uh how you can only have so much dry ice on a flight but they actually petitioned so they could have more so they could actually transport the um the yeah, the you'll freeze, freeze because the they need to be <laughs> yeah they need to be kept at a at a certain temperature um yeah and the other ones that's not true but Pfizer's is, has to be very 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 cold so it's really unfortunate yeah, yeah. Well, but I'm I'm really trying to I'm not teasing this out very well, so I'm sorry I'm not as articulate as I might be. But those two different models, you know, the government pays you to 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 take the risk mm-hmm. versus you take the risk and then you think you should get the reward because, you know, you didn't have anybody underwriting. You didn't have insurance. They were working without a net Pfizer, whereas Moderna and AstraZeneca have a net under them. So anyway, just I just was curious what you guys thought, if if there was anything different in your mind. And I guess the fear that they'll gouge is the the one place that you'd be concerned about. I'm I'm worried about that no matter what. So, yeah, I'm I'm personally the government may have paid too much for the adventure. Oh, that's certainly that's certainly a concern. But, um, you know, uh, this is this is one of those instances where it's like, uh, you know, the classic uh, adage that you can have it uh, uh, done fast, cheap, uh, or well. Pick two. Yeah. You know, so we want it done fast yeah. and we want it done well. So you know, uh, I I'm certainly not going to begrudge, you know, even a few billion dollars here or there that turns out to to be a dead end. You know, like. Yeah. This, you know, like not every uh, 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 avenue pursued will work out, and that's that's okay. It's 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 research, and yeah. you expect that. And uh, it's yeah, it's it's not cheap, but I don't think it's wasted money. Um, and do you, and like do I you said, I'm more concerned back- about like them, you know, padding the invoices once they've got something and they start rolling out the production. But anyway, you're saying sorry. Yeah. Well, and I was going to sort of follow up with, and the other part of this is, should they have liability protection? Uh, to you some extent, like, yes. I mean, you, clearly. You mean like, like, the if, police, uh, like the police do, what is it called? Um, qualified immunity? Qualified immunity, yeah. <laughs> yeah, should, should the drug companies have qualified immunity for taking this huge gamble? We can talk about that <laughs> after the break. <laughs> yeah. I, that's a that's a big question there, Sue. Yes, it's a big question. I, well, yep, that's I, exactly right. And, and I mean, the, the 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 very simple answer is: what's the qualified immunity they get from going through the FDA approval process? So, you know, if they continue to do that, then yeah, they should get whatever immunity they normally get. But beyond that, I don't know. But yes, yeah. uh, as our producer has so so astutely noted, it is indeed time for us to take a short break. Play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs. So uh, we're going to do that here on Valley Free Radio. uh, And Civil Politics will be back in just a couple of minutes. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps do not as much so, yet never dull. 
Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton, so come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. You have the right to know. The right to know about culture. The right to know about the economy. The right to know about technology and to know about sports. You have the right to know about education and politics and the weather. You have the right to know what's happening abroad and in your backyard. But above all else, you have the right to know that this right is under attack and we must work to protect it. Because in order to be free, we must be informed. Understand the threats. ProtectPressFreedom.org. Science is real from the Big Bang to TNA. Join me for Evidence-Based Radio Friday nights from 6 to 7 p.m. to learn more about science and skepticism. You can email questions or topic requests to evidencebasedradio at gmail.com. That's Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still talking with John Roberts and Sue Timberlake about, uh, well, we, I, you know, I mean, I think we could go down a, a rabbit hole about uh, possible intricacies of, you know, liability concerns with uh, 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 the one of these the, the various possible COVID vaccines that are out there. But I mean, I, I think to some extent it kind of comes down to, uh, you know, boy, we hope they're actually going to uh, be safe and effective. And if not, it's going to be a nightmare uh, epidemiologically, politically and legally <laughs> and financially. Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I know we all be- uh, all all three of us certainly understand that vaccines work, but I certainly also understand people having any kind of reluctance or skepticism about, you know, 
are we sure these these vaccines are going to be safe? I mean, it's been awfully fast since we started, you know, rushing them out. And sure, they didn't cut any important corners. And I mean, you know, I in the end, I don't know. I won't be able to 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 tell unless you know whistleblowers come forward or something like that. I I'm just going to have to Dr. cross Fauci my fingers. will tell us. I would hope. <laughs> well, doc- well, yeah, I think Doctor Fauci will. Doctor Birch will tell us. I hope. Uh, yeah. It's worth noting, I think, that uh, former presidents Clinton, Bush, and Obama have all volunteered to publicly receive the vaccine as a demonstration of their confidence in the reliability of the system. And Was there any Republican uh, president in that? George W. Bush. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forget. He's a Republican. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. You know, he wow. uh, so much for the so much for the deficit hawks. He 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 kind of ballooned the size of the government, cut the uh, cut taxes enormously, you know, uh, uh, shot the deficit up to massive levels never before seen, started a couple of wars, uh, one of them for absolutely no good reason whatsoever, botched the hurricane. And you remember any of that? Yeah. Yeah, compassionate guy, I think. Not right. What we were told. Sure. What? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> no <Fantastic> conservative. <laughs> that's mm, mm. um. <laughs> I, I I don't want to go uh, get sidetracked on how much no, I still no. genuinely hate that man for all the terrible things he uh, did to this country and this world. So yeah, so let's move on and talk about I don't know. <laughs> you want to talk about how Trump may pardon himself? Uh, yeah. or, or really, he's focusing on pardoning his kids. Yeah, he's that's a good true. father, apparently. Uh, but in the theoretical sense, do you think a president can actually pardon themselves? Yeah, probably. Theoretically, yes, expert, but absolutely. I, yeah. Yeah, see, I don't think they can. But Why? The... Well, because it's the you grant they they can grant a pardon and it's not like they can have a pardon. And I think the lawyers will kind of get on that particular bent with it that they can pardon somebody else that that's really what the language says but you the, know i the, guess that we may find out well uh i'm sure john can throw the actual text from the constitution from article two into the show notes um and i i don't have it in front of me right now but my best recollection from the last time i looked at it which wasn't that long ago is that essentially the president has pretty much carte blanche to issue pardons. I don't remember there being a lot of caveats and restrictions uh, in the constitutional text. And yeah, so the word grant is the one that, that they're looks like stuff on, but looks like there's a, there, like from, from the websites that I'm looking at um, there, uh, like a lot of people are saying that he can't. So good. I, yeah. And um, I just, I don't, I don't think I agree with that because the, the text of the Constitution says basically the president has has power to grant pardons and there doesn't seem to be much in the way of restrictions on it. So I think it comes – I think it ultimately the idea that the president can't pardon himself is one of those norms that presidents aren't supposed to do, you know, like they're also not supposed to take emoluments and, you know, Trump's been doing that for four years quite merrily. So, yeah, I, I, I think – it'll I, be tested, Yeah. I think if it came down to it, I think he could pardon. I certainly think he could issue the the decree that he's pardoned himself. 
and it would be up to the Justice Department under his successor to actually challenge that. And then it would have to go through the courts. And you ultimately would go to the Supreme Court and you'd have to convince at least five of the justices there, three of whom were appointed by Donald Trump, and uh, five or six of whom all claim that they uh, are textualists who care deeply about the actual text and original meaning and intent of the Constitution. So would they agree that in 1789, our founders uh, meant to uh, give the president such broad power that they could – that he – of course, that, that's what they were thinking of then uh, – would be able to pardon himself? I don't know. I <laughs> – I, I think I think it's outrageous that a president uh, would pardon themselves, but uh, you know I, I wouldn't be surprised if Trump's able to get away with it. Literally if everything about pres- this presidency has been outrageous. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I was just going to say, if ever a president thought they could, it would be this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm He'd looking at Article just- Two, and I think it's later. Is it? Is it in Article Two? I guess we don't know. Yeah, it's in Article Two. It's a presidential power. Yeah. It's uh, I think I think really what what would happen is if he if he wanted to try it, he would just do it and then go through the course because he loves the legal system. He loves abusing it. So uh, he would want he he would just do it and then uh, and then let it ride. But the thing is that if he did do it, then there is a possibility that he would have to say, like, I parted myself from these crimes and then we'll know which crimes he did. No, actually, oh, that he doesn't even need to do that. Son of a preemptive. Yeah, the, the just a preemptive blanket? is the he can presidents can issue blanket pardons. The Oof. one thing they cannot do uh, is issue preemptive pardons. They uh, and the he pres- shall have the, the president power can- to grant reprieves and pardons for offenses against right. the United States, except in the cases of impeachment. Right, that's what the language but, says. But Sorry, you know, I just found it. Article two, uh, section yeah. two. It would be uh, like I don't think anybody would accept the argument that the president could issue a pardon for a future act. So like Trump could issue himself a pardon at 11.59 a.m. on January 20th, covering everything he'd ever done in his life up until then. And be like, all right, right, fine. But not under the state laws. Right. right. Well, that, that exactly yeah. his, his authority wouldn't be entirely federal and not state, but also it wouldn't cover anything that happened at 1201 p.m., you know, after he left office. Just you can't do that, you know, mm. <laughs> just well, like no, you can't I mean, pass just, a law ex post facto saying this thing Sue did last week is now illegal. So Sue is now a wanted criminal. It's like, wait, uh, you know. It's it's the same. It's the same principle. You can't you can't do that. But otherwise, I think there's pretty much anything. I mean, if I remember correctly, Gerald Ford issued a blanket pardon to President Nixon. It wasn't specifically for any one thing. It's just said whatever Dick did that was bad. It's over now. We full free and absolute pardon. There you go. Uh, And uh, the 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 thing right now is that um, he it's more about his kids. His, like his three eldest um, that are basically working in the White House. Um, there was a case that uh, where um, Ivanka Trump was deposed uh, and that 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 information. Oh, was yeah. Recently. Use of camp, campaign funds. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So and that was in the uh, that was actually federal. So he could pardon her. He can pardon uh, whoever. 
Like it, it doesn't have to be himself, Jared. but Jared Don Jr. or Don Jr. or yeah, or Tiffany, Eric, or, yep. Eric. Thank you. I was, the, I was like, so yeah, it's there's uh, and, gonna be and pardoning himself for campaign vi- finance uh, violations, like with the the whole matter with Stormy Daniels. Absolutely, that's something Trump could do. And I, mm-hmm. I, I um, frankly, I'm just counting the days. On- are they they have something in New York though too, which would not be affected by it. There's all the right. cases in the Southern District, right? Of New York. That that's for like yeah. tax fraud and malfeasance right. and various other things, but it wouldn't be for the federal crimes. Remember, Southern what District of New York stuff. That's that's a federal office. Yeah. So oh, yeah, oh. um, mm-hmm. they are the they US are going after office. him, but like anything like the the AG of New York, she is prepping like she is she uh-huh. is saying that she is going to go after him for things he cannot do anything about that that's a state thing that so right. the the maybe, governor would have to that's the divided that. sovereignty issue exactly. and the uh uh i can't remember that woman's name but there was a great interview she uh with her uh on full frontal with samantha she, b uh last month yeah they've been on a, a lot of the she's been on a lot of the news station mm-hmm. yes yeah, it's, it's very mm-hmm. interesting to watch uh I forgot what I was going to say anyway. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so he, he might. Uh, we. That's the that is the danger of a lame duck president. We have a month uh, or two left. Um, he with he, a horse I mean, in a hospital. Forty seven yeah. days. Yeah, he uh, he can do. A lot oh, sorry, of things. 46 days from the from this from the airing of this show. Yeah, he he can do a lot in uh in that amount of time his administration can do a lot uh Mnuchin is screwing around and might uh might do damage to the economy moving forward with um with how he wants to use like different funds uh as, as the treasury secretary uh Nan- like Nancy DeVos Be- Betsy DeVos might do something with the educational system like there's a lot of stuff that that um, would have to be untangled that they could do, uh, well, and especially if they the, just don't care. If they just want to say, "I yeah. want to do this," I'm going to do this. And there's a there's well, a move to reclassify a number of different uh, uh, federal uh, appoint uh, employees as a sort of a, a different kind of like they tried to create by executive order a new kind of class of federal employee, someone who can basically just be fired whenever they feel like it. And the, I think the idea is to get a bunch of is to is to gut a bunch of of you know government Lakers. agencies, yeah, just like just throw people out just before Biden takes office, uh, because yeah, Biden can rehire them, but it's a whole process you have to go through. You can't just sort of say undo it with a stroke of a pen. But a lot of the isn't remember we talked before about the law, and I forget how many months it goes back, but the new president can overturn easily and it's through is it through congressional acts we were talking about it last time and it was we were trying to figure out which things it applies to the the new president can undo anything that's an executive order and any regulations well any regulations regulations passed by uh uh different uh, executive agencies can be reviewed i think for 180 days by congress and congress can through uh the mechanism of the uh uh, I believe it's called the Executive Review Act. Can review very, Act. That was the thank yeah, you. Can very can, you know basically they just have to have a straight vote and just say nope this regulation is repealed. 
So, yeah. and that, that means the, the, the whole rulemaking process has to be gone through again. You know, like I even it, if I love it that I was going to say, I love it that Biden's going to put Yellen in as, um, yeah, in the treasury. That'll be fun. And just, She's to, smart. just speaking of, uh, of her and of the, uh, um, of Janet Yellen. Congress, uh, we, there is going to be a, a big fight in Georgia in the coming weeks. Um, Oh, over yeah. the, uh, right. the special elections, the runoff elections uh, between Ossoff and, and Purdue and Warnock and Loeffler. Uh, just a fight for basically control of the of the government. Government. Yep. Yeah. The 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 federal government, um, the, the disadvantage to the checks and balances and divided sovereignty system that we have means that there are several sort of points at which a bad faith actor can simply uh, prevent uh, their political opponents from uh, taking effective action. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think bad faith actor is is what's uh, actually secretly tattooed uh, at the base of Mitch McConnell's spine. I think that's a tramp <laughs> stamp along with a little butterfly. And um, <clears throat> Before we went on the air, we were talking about the, the, um, the debate that you can see on national TV on Sunday at 7. Um, and it's just one of the races, I think you were saying, John. It's just uh, is it Loeffler versus Warnock? Yeah, it's Loeffler versus see? Warnock. Yeah, and that's and I think it's CNN. Seven p.m. on Sunday and CNN. You said right? Yeah, I think so. But do you know that saying in the Indy Five Hundred when they start the race? No, you probably don't. Know. Do you know how they start it? Gentlemen, start your engines. <laughs> ah. I'd like to say that about what's going on in Georgia right now, because people are the money. The efforts, I mean, it's it's something. I think people's engines uh, are already started. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, uh, through, I want to say December 7th, uh, people can still request absentee, uh, re- uh, register to vote in uh, Georgia to participate in the election, which is on January uh, Pearl, 5th. Pearl, Pearl Harbor Day? I think so. December 7th? Oh, and uh, yeah, so uh, anyone who's a who's uh, uh, in Georgia who will be 18 by January 5th of next year, if they aren't already registered, can register. And I'm, I know we have you know dozens upon hundreds of listeners just in uh, you know the greater Atlanta area because you know <laughs> why wouldn't they be tuning into a small station in Western Mass? <laughs> but seriously, I hope we do. It'd be awesome. But I just uh, we do we do have listeners in Atlanta. Some friends of mine that are down that oh, way. Oh, cool! In, in well, Atlanta, vote, please so. vote. Yes, absolutely. And I, I actually I. I hope some friends of mine who live in Atlanta are listening too. But um, yeah, absolutely. And and it really comes down to um, I I certainly understand people being very dubious about uh, uh, you know they just don't trust the Democratic Party. Like I, I get it, but um, unless you want the federal government to be paralyzed from addressing uh, the well. The most immediate crisis is the uh, coronavirus uh, epidemic, um, and this is exactly why you we need uh, an effective central government to deal with uh, a, a a national, if not global, crisis that threatens millions of Americans' lives. Like this is what we have government f- to do. And I really don't think that the, that the issue is going to be people that don't that don't like the Democratic Party. 
like the people that like people that are centered towards the left they're uh, in in Atlanta they're going to vote for for the the democrat because you know sure like that's that's but like if my the, friend Sean down in Atlanta who's you know a solid libertarian uh-huh. uh just you know Sean if you're listening and <laughs> I hope you are uh uh, and I hope you're feeling okay. Um, <laughs> you know, this is uh, this is one of those instances where, like, yeah, maybe you're not a big fan of the Democrats, but you you got to vote for them in this case. You you got to vote for the party that's going to do check something. The progressives, you don't want to check the progressives at the you know check and balance. Uh, you, I, I think in, in this case, no, uh, we don't want to check the progressives, even if you're, you know, of a, a more conservative bent, because it's only the progressives who actually want to deal with this crisis and the many other problems that we face. You know, uh, it's, uh, you know, unfortunately, team conservative is saying either there is no fire or boy, wouldn't some gasoline look really good here right now? And uh, you know, uh, <laughs> shed some light on this situation. <laughs> right. And, you know, uh, it's unfortunate, but we're, we're in crisis. And so you got to pick the side that's actually going to deal with the crisis. Yeah, well, I just thought I'd raise that because I, I think that's the argument that people are making about holding the Senate uh, by conservatives is to check and balance the, you know, the runaway progressives on the left. So, right. There like, are no runaway progressives on the left. Yeah, like the 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 progressives on the left. Biden's pretty moderate. He's he's getting criticism from the left these days. Well, yeah, he's not a centrist, right? Yeah. And you know, it's like what like if the Democrats uh, are going to get anything done, uh, they need to win the Senate. They need to win both these races in Georgia, and then they need to have strict party line discipline votes. They need to get all the Democratic senators to vote. Uh, the right way every time. And then Kamala Harris will probably have to be there to break a bunch of ties. And that means, among other things, that the Democrats will only be able to get done uh, uh, anything, you know, things that um, uh, West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin thinks are okay. Yeah, and Joe right. Manchin he's gonna is yep. is going to stay on board with you guys to right, yep. and he is, you know, he's a Democrat, but he's very much not a progressive Democrat. So this is this is something that I think is really important to to remember, uh, especially for like our progressive listeners and uh, and for people like there are going to be arguments within the Democratic Party. There are going to be a lot of them, and this is a good thing. And when when we're like people are kind of whinging about, you know, like should should people be uh, criticizing Biden now? Should people be criticizing the the Democratic Party now because we have to get the uh, the the two senators in Georgia? There shouldn't be infighting. So like, okay, in the next few months, I expect all of the progressives in Congress in the Senate to push hard there can't be any more uh people saying well no you can't do this right now or we need to get this done right now like this is this is important stuff you can't you like this is why people have elected people like ayanna presley and uh and aoc and um people like that because cory bush cory bush exactly like a lot of these like justice democrats and everything because you the 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 
the we need to wait, you need to choose your battles, you need to do this and that is tired. It's incredibly tired. And uh, I, I just want to, to remind everybody that it's not a bad thing. If AOC goes on Twitter, I don't think it's a bad thing. If AOC goes on Twitter and says, like, what 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 the hell, dude, or something like that, like that's. You it's know, okay. that's I think that's good. I think that Healthy. having Healthy. having a yeah, I mean, when you see a lockstep party, that's the Republicans. You don't want <laughs> we a used lockstep to be like party. that. I don't know if we are. I don't know if we are anymore, but yeah, well, no, I mean, well, like discipline you, is good in a fight. You know, when you're really trying to push the ball forward, you want you want, you know, loyalty and tribalism, I guess. But that's sort of all the, the Republican Party is at this point is tribalism and loyalty in a fight because, you know, the, the, your parties unfortunately come to see everything as a fight. That's the thing. Yeah. And, the, and the, the thing is that if you want if we want to actually have meaningful change. Uh, in within the Democratic Party, there needs to be this sort of push from the left or from somewhere like they if we want things to change for the better instead of just coasting along, then things need to be shaken up. And that's why, like people like Warnock are actually in the running. Like yep. Warnock said, like defund the police. <laughs> You know, uh, he was he like he was very like Black Lives Matter. Like this is this is things that are important. And if you have is if you have these people, minister, what's say he is yes is he, yes yeah he's the minister. He's a minister of uh, uh, MLK Junior's uh, like old church. Oh, interesting! I didn't know that. Yeah, very cool. The, yeah. the debate will be fun to watch. Speaking I think of the debate. Uh, the debate between Loeffler and Warnock will be on 7 p.m. Uh, Sunday, but preceding it will be a debate with John Ossoff at 5. But well, that's interesting. He'll just be on the stage himself because Purdue uh, is uh, is is a scaredy little little child. And he can't bring himself. Yeah, I'm calling Purdue out. You didn't, <laughs> but you didn't call him a chicken. That's interesting with his last name. <laughs> I, I, I see. The thing is that I respect chickens more than I respect Purdue. Yeah, so go. I don't want to. I don't want to slander chickens. Well, debate is good. We we all believe in that. Yeah. The debate's really important. He, so to duck a debate is not good. Yeah, he can't bring himself to actually be a an actual legislator, an actual like leader and debate on a stage where where he is really re like he's just coasting right now and it's just he anyway. is i mean after all he he you know he uh handily got more votes than mr ossoff uh in november like yeah. he didn't get enough to win the election outright but if the you know if the 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 trends continue in January, as they were in November, win. Yeah. He, he'll he'll win because he was up by uh, like a, a more than a eh, percentage point. So one thing before we go, I will say yes, indeed, th there are a, there are uh, a lot of people um, online, at least, uh, and uh, and people from the right saying that the the vote is tainted or there's uh there's issues with the vote and and uh, it's a it's a scam or whatever, and they're like, uh -oh. uh, don't vote. What, what's the point? <laughs> wow. Wow. So, <laughs> I, I, kind of, um, 
self-defeating. That's the thing. Like they, it's a, it it's sure a, is. It's all controlled by Hugo Chavez, who's dead. So, <laughs> and Dominion or something. I think something. he's dead, yeah. He is yeah, dead. I think he's dead. So, For seven years. Yeah, so it, like, maybe that'll work to, uh, like, the world's favor, that a lot of these people will, will just say, no, I'm not gonna vote, or they'll, or they'll write in Trump's name. That's a thing that's going around. So, anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, that's what, oh, I, that's what I'm looking forward to. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> <clears throat> well, we'll uh, we'll have to see how that plays out, but that won't be till next year, and uh, we've run out of time for tonight. So uh, uh, that's going to do it for civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. Coming up next, we've got subculture, followed by table of contents, and then OK Asia. Uh, so that's a good evening of cool music for you to listen to. Uh, we will have a podcast uh, version of this out and up on the web uh, probably over the weekend for you to listen to. Uh, or you can catch our uh, repeat broadcast on Mondays at 5 p.m. And, uh, 4 p.m. 4 p.m., sorry, you're right. Yeah, 5 p.m.'s uh, democracy now. Um, right, so that'll do it for now. Thanks for listening to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.